A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsa. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. And I'm Jennifer Landa. And we are all here to talk about breaking news, news from a long time ago, and a galaxy probably near Burbank, California. Some uh, director <laughs> rumors and stories to get to. And because the news, uh, it's not that the 
Star Wars news cycle is down. There's news. Just a lot of it is Tony Gilroy uh, and others talking about the shows we just watched over and over, which are insightful. Some great interviews out there. I don't know if we consider that news. We'll put those into our Andor discussion. So we're going to have fun in the second half of the show reviewing a wonderful, sweet, whimsical animated short that came out this week. That's right. Zen, Grogu, and the Dust Bunnies. A lot of our Four Center listeners wanted us to get to that, to dive deep, and we will on this show today as well. Before we get to all that, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from and climbing for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. A little bit later, we'll have a Force Center recommends an audiobook we think you should try out on us. But let's catch up. Oh, big weekends, important things going on, and uh, nothing going on at times there. Uh, Jen, uh, Life, Star Wars, Build-A-Bear, where to find you? I know. I'm trying to think about what what did I actually do? Well, I did watch the Grogu short, which we'll talk about later in, in the show. Uh, that was a lot of fun. And I really can't think. I felt like I was so immersed with Andor this past week. Is yeah. You know, the buildup for this episode was Ah, the anticipation was high and for me it delivered and I just felt like I was really absorbing it and re-watching it and filming me watching it watching it so it was quite a quite an andor uh experience this past <laughs> week <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it was fun it was fun did you do a reaction tiktok to andor that I missed you know what I, I've the tiktoks are taking a TikTok back because I, I I can't I don't have my kids keep getting sick I have another one who's homesick today I mean literally every week it's a new one so uh so basically my output has been stalled um my poor child has been asking me about the the Nisa well she's not really Nisa but the galactic pal the pink Ewok that I found mm -hmm. at Target that she's seen the video where is it mom where is it? I'm like, I have to shoot a review of the toy before you can have it. And today when I was like, okay, I'm going to go do the Star Wars podcast. She's like, ooh, and then I get the Ewok? And I'm like, no, that will be tomorrow. <laughs> so is, anyways. That's so great. Uh, yeah. A while back uh, when, when my nephews was younger, I was at a birthday party and the, the poor kid just wanted cake. And there were just like a million different things. He had to sing a song and do a dance and mm -hmm. you know, sign a card. And like the poor child just wanted a birthday cake. And I'm just fascinated with the different ways that uh, children have to wait for things. And <laughs> this is a new great one. You can have the toy when the parents have done the social media. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'll get to TikTok soon enough. Tomorrow on Tuesday. A lot of teas. <laughs> I love this. This is totally uh, separate, but also really relates to what we do here. Uh, you know, growing up and we were all in that generation of us like, eventually you got to put your toys away. And hey, look, there's maybe some uh, uh, maturity to that. I get I get the thought behind it. But I always say uh, pop culture is our culture. We grow up with it. It's just as important. And I love this that, you know, now a lot of kids are growing up with her. Oh, my mom's doing her TikToks. Like that's something <laughs> we never experienced. And I remember I was in my late teens and my dad, I knew he had been a pro wrestling fan as a kid. And I was a big pro wrestling fan, eventually got into it, of course. And he sat down and was like, oh, I used to daydream up wrestlers so that I wanted to be. And he like, he was an artist and he drew them. And I remember like, I was like 15, 16, like, wow, you had a childhood. 
Like mm-hmm. it was just, and I'd rather have what we got now. Mom, can I have the Ewok when you're done shooting your TikTok? I think that's a wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I know the kids at our school are always surprised when I accost them if I see that they have something Star Wars related, whether it's a backpack or a water bottle. Oh, I love that. Ooh, it's first order. Cool. And they're the kids are like, oh, who's this crazy mom? <laughs> I'm picturing you there in full Padme dress of some kind. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. We we are no longer in the Jessica Walter here's a dollar go see a Star War era of parenting. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, yes. Go see episode two attack the clouds. I uh, <laughs> love that there. Uh, Joseph, I know you had a full weekend, a, a wonderful uh, event. Uh, I'm sure you talk about but a lot of things going on and I'm sure Star Wars found your way. Yeah, no, it was, a, it was a full week, a full weekend. Uh, yeah, if anybody's following on social media, you might have been seeing that I was uh, advertising my wife Sarah's uh, dance show. Uh, just uh, kind of quick background. Um, my wife and I saw one another perform before we even met, which sounds Aww. weird. Uh, I was doing comedy. She was doing a lot of dance. Uh, she was actually, she actually did some comedy dance in some of the comedy shows that uh, I was doing uh, with my brother at the time eventually. Um, so it's always been a big part of our relationship in history. And like, that's one of the first nouns I knew about my wife before I even, you know, met her as a friend is she is a dancer. Mm -hmm. Uh, and and dance is just kind of taking a backseat, uh, while we've been in Los Angeles. Uh, and, uh, right before the pandemic, she started taking just a few kind of weekly classes just kind of for fun. And she got spotted and somebody invited her to do a show, uh, and that, and she started rehearsing for that show in February of 2020. And then, you know, things happen. Uh, <laughs> so this has been a long journey to finally uh, do this show. It was phenomenal. Great show. It, it was a sort of themed piece about the earth, about climate crisis. Dance is great because it's you can absolutely interpret it as you want. <laughs> the choreographer in, even introduced the piece as like, I put it in the program that it's about the climate crisis. But if you don't want it to be, you just look at it and you decide what it is. Like it's it's. <laughs> It's a great way to approach art, uh, in, in my opinion. Uh, but the reason I'm talking about it, besides just celebrating my wife, is it, it, it did make me think about Star Wars. I think one of the things I value about Star Wars is um, it, Star Wars always encourages you to be active, get involved, use your power, use your gifts. Everybody is unique. Everybody has value. Uh, those are some of those kind of core ideas that I think go through Star Wars that mean a lot to me. And it was just really uh, powerful to see Sarah get to dance again. I'm biased, uh, but I, she's immensely talented. She has like just incredible uh, poise and power. And like the last dance of the piece is a nine minute solo that Sarah does playing like a, a, a in my interpretation, like a, an avatar of Mother Earth, of Mother Nature. There's like some weird spell moves. There's some moments like, my wife looks like a night sister. This is great. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it the, the dance was about making a choice, using your power. And it, it just really got me thinking a, a lot about wanting everyone I know to find the skills that they believe in, the skills that they want to use in finding opportunities ways to you know absolutely use your power use your gifts don't be shy about putting yourself out into the world because it just it uh, the emotional impact of seeing sarah just be able to absolutely fully release and share her strength her power 
uh, was really, really moving to me. And it, it made me think of that in the, in the larger context. Yeah, that's beautiful. I uh, love, love hearing you describe it. I, 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 was, I was trying to get there both nights and life got in the way of me this week. Uh, I was disappointed in myself for not doing that. But uh, <laughs> Sarah's just such a, a, a wonderful, uh, unique person too. I love getting to know her over the years. Because society is often set up in ways where like I met Joseph and like Sarah was Joseph's wife, right? Which is not mm-hmm. how Joseph introduced her or how the, how the actuality. <laughs> but you just kind of, oh, it's Joseph and his wife. Yeah, and it's like you have to push past that sometimes because society will kind of lock you into that and to see her kind of... Uh, uh, reconnect uh, uh, with what uh, what she always was, what she always will be, a dancer, mm-hmm. an artist, someone who shares. Uh, it, it's just uh, been fun to kind of watch for, uh, through social media and up, up close as best I can. So um, I really love hearing you describe that. Uh, it's a beautiful thing and, and important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Yourself. That's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, right. Yeah, go for it. Oh no, no! Mine is a different, t- different tale. We should have ended on your your beautiful tale. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have been uh, life's been a little stressful, but also uh, when isn't it? But uh, you know, I've been even a little more grumpy on air. Star Star Wars fandom's been challenging me. Uh, I'm a little more nasty on the YouTube side of things, so I'll get in some scraps on YouTube, and then I just kind of have to walk away from it. Uh, I, I just it's been burning me out I, I don't know what it is it's just getting to me i think because other things going on and then you want to go to star wars to have some joy and there seems to be a fight over joy and so i've admittedly been a little more grumpy but i got i had to go to the doctor on thursday minor possibly serious but minor back thing going on and then while there they're like hey you want your fourth vaccine shot and i was like what do i have to do they're like sit right there I was like, okay <laughs> it's tough to do and i was like well one out of the three previous shots hit me hard. The other two didn't. So let's do this. It's it's the roulette, the vaccine shot roulette. And it hit me pretty hard. I was down and out Thursday night all through Friday. Fevers, mm. uh, chills, the whole the whole thing. And I, I just went into our Discord, our Force Center Discord that uh, our Patreon supporters have access to. And I just did an everyone tag, which I try not to do because that alerts everyone and kind of could be annoying. But I went into our section called the Character of the Week, which I, unfortunately I don't have as much time as I'd like to to do anymore, but we're going to try to get back to that where we highlight a character and we talk about it. Well, I just did an everyone tag and I said, hey, I'm feeling kind of down. Uh, what What's a favorite character in Andor that's not Andor, you know, uh, Mon Mothma, Bix, one of the main characters. Give me your favorite background weirdo. Give, give me a supporting character. And the responses came rolling in. It, they just, it was, it was beautiful. Uh, everyone coming in with uh, whether that's weird mousy extra in the background that does the hop, whether, <laughs> Lotso, whether it was, uh, you know, Kino Loy kind of counted. A lot of people really connected with that character's story. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I want to thank the Four Center listeners. I just had a lot of moment, uh, had a moment to just sit back and experience the pure joy of of love in Star Wars and, and no contrasting, comparing, no mm-hmm. trying to tell me that it's a fact that the other shows are, are worse than Andor. None of that kind of stuff. Just a celebra- celebration of uh, of one of the things we love uh, around these parts of Four Center, the weird background characters, the characters that for reasons you almost can't explain you love uh, or the ones that really hit you in the gut and in the heart. And all those are present in Andor. So it's a lot of fun. So I wanted to shout out to uh, the Force Center friends in Discord for uh, brightening this old sick man's day. 
Mm. Hmm. That is great. And I and I think that is, you know, sometimes uh, you, you are not alone. There's been lots of uh, challenging things uh, this week and, and the the pocket of Andor discussion that is not just celebratory, but is slides immediately from celebratory uh, to negative about other aspects of Star Wars has been weighing on me as well. And again, that's not everybody by any means. Um, in, in coming for somebody who likes Andor. So I understand uh, where, where you're coming from, and I'm thrilled to hear that you found a way to just make it positive. <laughs> just celebrate. So, yeah, a lot of fun. A lot of fun out there if you search search for it and find it. Or sometimes it finds you, like a Princess Nisa adjacent doll. Flush. <laughs> <laughs> That comes into uh, your life there. All right, let's get to some Star Wars news. Only one, actually two stories rolled into one. We're calling it Director Rumors Galore. A couple stories uh, emerged this week. Uh, We always like to say, hey, rumors, it's nothing confirmed. But uh, this is an interesting interesting discussion um, because both directors involved kind of put some... I don't know. I want to say nothing was confirming on one of the stories, but just they, they both inter- had the information out there. So it, it makes it uh, to me legit enough to talk about here. Mm-hmm. So we might not know when a Star Wars movie will actually hit theaters. We have some dates, but we'll see or what the movie will be about once they uh, once it returns. But we've got some director rumors and news here. Uh, this is, again, rumor like story, but Deadline reported that Sean Levy, the director of the upcoming Deadpool 3, Real Steel, which has a cult following, Free Guys, and some big Stranger Things episodes, part of that team, is in talks to direct an upcoming unknown Star Wars movie. Sean Levy then responded to a tweet about the story, seemingly confirming the talks. So no official word, confirmation info, or anything from Lucasfilm. Not surprising. So uh, put a note in that. When people get mad at Lucasfilm for announcing films that don't get made, remember, <laughs> they didn't say anything here. So... <laughs> we'll dive into this uh, story here. First, uh, just to focus on a, a celebratory side here. Uh, Jen, what do we like about this potential partnership between Sean Levy and Star Wars? I'm really excited because, you know, he was known as the family comedy guy for a long time. And then he went ahead and he directed Arrival. And that was kind of new and different for him. And then he was the one that actually read the Duffer Brothers uh, Stranger Things uh, script. And he was like, oh, yeah, let's make this. Um, mm-hmm. They were, you know, young young guys at the time. And, and mm-hmm. so he kind of took a chance on it. And then he ended up uh, directing some of the episodes so that they could finish writing the, I think it was the, yeah, the first season. Um, so I'm excited. And he's, you know, personally, I don't, I don't know him. I've heard him on a podcast, actually not that long ago. Mm-hmm. Very enthusiastic person, very optimistic, a lot of energy, and it's kind of infectious. Um, And Mm. I think that he's the type of person that he might want to do like a trilogy. He might want to do more than just Mm. one film. Um, I think also a thing that is interesting is how he approaches projects by saying, uh, I wrote it down, quote, if it has a theme that I think everybody wrestles with, that's when I say yes. And when he approaches a project, he decides what tone does his story want? So he really is kind of malleable in that sense, which could work really well within Star Wars. Like he gets it. He's going to be able to come in, understand the tone and approach it, but bring his own, obviously, you know, sensibilities to it. Um, But yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it, actually. If, if it happens. Who knows? More on that in a second there. I love that insight, Jen. That reminded me of like a 
a mini episode of Jedi Beat, right? There. I'm sorry. I went on no. and on. I was just no. so. <laughs> no, you brought great context to his involvement with Stranger Things. And uh, yeah, I'd forgotten uh, he, had, he had done a rival as well, uh, which uh, expands it, it, kind of what his potential could be for me. Just to clarify on that, so we don't get a, a, mm-hmm. a thousand uh, messages. So some messages. He produced a rival. He yes, thank you. He produced rival. it. He produced it. Thank you. Thank you. Not have the clapboard. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Yes. Thank Good you, note. Joseph. Yeah, Good no note. problem. Uh, yes, no, I uh, love all that. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm not from not super familiar with, like I said, Free Guys. I know what it is. I'm probably going to watch Deadpool 3. We'll see. Uh, real still. Uh, that's one, like I said, cult following. So uh, that all kind of works for me in Star Wars. Uh, and I don't know. It, it, the, I love the context on his involvement with uh, Stranger Things. I'm, I'm a fan of Stranger Things in, in an elevated, casual way, I guess you could say. Uh, so it, I think I get hung up on, well, that's the vibe that he'd bring over, which isn't a bad vibe. It uh, just seems like with Skeleton Crew might be something similar. So uh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited you, you brought in a little bit more of what he uh, looks for in projects that could work in Star Wars if if it happens, Joseph. But what do you like so far about the partnership? Then we'll get to the story itself. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, uh, I think one of the things that I really like is for myself absolutely making it very clear which Sean Levy this is uh, nope. because there is a pop culture uh, author named uh, Sean Levy who wrote a great and defining uh biography of jerry lewis in 1996 and yeah. every time i've seen sean levy pop up is like is that the jerry lewis book guy in it of course <laughs> it is not there are two sean levy yeah. uh i am not super familiar with uh with uh sean levy's works um you know i've never seen the the night in the museum um big stranger things fan and yeah. and that all sort of attracts um I've been meaning to see his movie uh, Free Guy. Uh, it, it, free Guy, not Free Guys. Sorry. <laughs> I don't want to be Mr. Mister Correct, but Free Guys is cracking me up because it sounds uh, more like, like a burger it's joint. It's a different movie. Yeah, yeah. A different movie. A different movie. Yeah. Uh, but Free Guy is really intriguing to me because of the whole sort of video game pop culture aspect. So like looking at the things he's been involved with is a director and as a producer, there are these really interesting through lines that I think Jennifer did such a great job highlighting. Mm-hmm. of an interest in comedy a, a real sort of interest in uh what is what 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 in pop culture community are sort of building blocks that isn't just like let's riff on video games but what do they mm-hmm. mean to our life you know mm-hmm. um you know coming off of stranger things and, and even i i'm not i don't know the night museum uh, you know movies but to me just even from uh seeing commercials and trailers there's so much about that sort of childhood imagination perspective of what if what if everything came alive you know so there's a lot there that i really agree with you ken that makes me think like if skeleton crew wasn't already announced and happening i would be like he's gonna make a movie like this yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh and i'd be excited for that so uh, uh maybe a rom-com maybe that yeah. maybe he's the first star wars rom-com there you go, <laughs> there you go. uh it's all good and look he seems to uh this seems to be something he wants as, as he reacts to the, the tweet. Uh, but we want to dive into the actual story here, not to uh, douse any campfires here uh, that we're all warming our souls around. Uh, but Joseph, I'll start with you here. This this is Lucasfilm has been battling this this issue of, uh, hey, we announced this. It doesn't happen. Or often these rumors, these stories, these kind of half confirmations, half actually happening, but still kind of a rumor story. It, 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 it causes some problems when things don't happen or we're going to get to the second part of the story where you don't hear about it for years. Uh, your thoughts on the story itself and how it gets out there. 
Yeah, so this has nothing to do with what I think of uh, Sean Levy or any amount of desire for him to do a Star Wars. Um, uh, but I think that it's really important for us to try to look at this these trade reports and analyze what is literally being said and then also kind of make some you know, uh, informed guesswork. So what is literally being said in this article, I'm quoting, Deadline can reveal that Sean Levy is in talks to come aboard to develop, <laughs> to direct a Star Wars film. Even in this, that's the big reveal, that he's in talks to come aboard, which that's almost like he is in talks to begin talks. You know, the, the yeah, pen's right. not floating above the paper here. Yeah. Uh, to develop to direct Star Wars film. Um, so that's what the actual headline says. Um, in my opinion, since it, it is the the actual news that is being reported, which I entirely believe because it comes from a, a reputable paper. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I, it, it, the news is that he is in talks with Lucasfilm. Sean Levy, the creator seems very excited about doing a Star Wars film and wants to do a Star Wars film. Mm-hmm. He retweeted it and said he's thrilled. So if all of the news is coming from the creator who wants to do Star Wars, mm-hmm. it, it is important. And this is not a judgment to realize sometimes this is a negotiation tactic. Sean Levy is a great creator and therefore very popular. So if his management and agency teams are negotiating with Lucasfilm, and they're trying to make this happen, sure doesn't hurt him to have exactly what we're doing right now happen, to be talking mm-hmm. about it and, yeah. and to put to have a huge uh, you know amount of excitement. Um mm-hmm. he has a he has a, a creative relationship with Ryan Reynolds. This is part of how Ryan Reynolds got uh <laughs> Deadpool made doing mm-hmm. things like this of let's bring it into the public and let's get the public excited, and that will give us even more leverage in our attempt to make this happen uh behind the scenes. Yeah. So yeah. That that's a little bit of, of my opinion, my guesswork, but I just want to say this one other thing. Mm-hmm. Just remember the the deadline article, the thing that Sean Levy confirmed by retweeting is that he is in talks to come aboard to develop. Mm-hmm. Here is what Sean Levy's uh Wikipedia page says. Mm-hmm. In November 2022, it was revealed that Levy would direct a Star Wars movie for Lucasfilm. Following the conclusion yeah. of his work on Deadpool 3 in the fifth and final season of Stranger Things. Wow. And that is what bothers me. Yep, it is a random uh, Wikipedia uh, editor who can, that editor can come in and, and uh, say that, you know, uh, Sean Levy is actually a pile of grapes in a man suit. And, you know, and somebody would correct that eventually. Uh-huh. So it's not Sean Levy saying that, but that's what's getting out into the world. That's what a Facebook, uh, you know, article is going to say that's going to be reshared mm-hmm. thousands of times that. And then it just seeps into the popular imagination that, hey, Lucasfilm announced that Sean Levy movie. And no, they did not. He is in talks. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I, I love. Uh, no, thanks for saying all that, Joseph. I, feel, I, don't, I don't want you to feel like we put you out on the uh, cynical ledge and we all just sat back and listened. But uh, <laughs> no, it's very valuable because it, it, it also factors into a little bit of. Uh, um, my general grumpiness lately, which I'm trying to not be. I don't want to be, especially here on Force Center. I have other shows where I can go be grumpy for uh, effect. Here, I, I, I don't want to do that. But yes, it is that becomes the point. You said Facebook. Uh, we can all poke fun at uh, the the meta 
Um, but that's <laughs> information flies at the speed of, of, of shares and clicks. And I know I, I can, I can name five of my friends who are not on podcasts, uh, who are not in the bubble who will tell me, Oh, I heard stranger things guys make a movie. I can hear them. I can see them and I can see them sharing the story, uh, because that's what the title will be. Sean Levy to direct, right? Not in mm-hmm. talks to come aboard. <laughs> that's like a Douglas Adams. The, the plans are down in the basement with most <laughs> stairs beyond uh, the leopard. Um, that, that and that it's it's important to note, and it's fun to get excited. Uh, Jen brought some wonderful information about what this creator could bring to Star Wars, and clearly he wants to bring it to Star Wars, and nothing's wrong with that. Nothing's wrong with him saying it, but without a doubt, yeah, hey, this is what we have social media for: uh, engagement, clicks, uh, spreads bad things, spreads false things, or spreads uh, true things that aren't uh, yet to be. I guess, yeah, uh, you know, it's like a, we're looking into a scene stone here. Yeah, I think to me it's like it spreads a lack of nuance, right? Yeah. And and sometimes it's not a big deal, but when it spirals, it can become a big deal, that lack of nuance. I have no doubt that what's being reported in Deadline being reshared by Sean Levy is true, that he's in talks. And that absolutely could be that, yep, in 2026, we're all going to be excited to see a great Sean Levy Star Wars movie. But that's just a possibility, not any sort of certainty. And, and the nuance is important to make that that distinction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kicking it back to you, Jim, but I'll say this. And the other problem is then you have shows who are uh, Star Wars shows who might be well-meaning or just they're on YouTube uh, and they're not going to they're not going to pull out uh, pull the fat from the meat here on the story. And and they'll they'll be like, oh, here we go again. Kathleen Kennedy's announcing another movie. And it's like, that's not the case. So, uh, Jen, your thoughts on the story itself? Yeah, it's interesting. The actual the article, it says we are trying to pry loose details of plot and writer so it's one of those things where they're like hey we heard you were on the on the disney lot or whatever Mm -hmm. you know like can you confirm that you had a meeting and he's like yeah yeah i can (laughs) i want to do a star wars movie with them i mean but it's not surprising because he's already working with marvel and disney so you know obviously he has a good enough relationship where he would feel comfortable retweeting this because it is it's a bold move you know uh i i think he obviously has a good relationship with them where he can he can use that as like negotiating Mm -hmm. tactic as joseph said um but yeah Yeah. uh it will be interesting to see he is a very busy man he has like 87 projects (laughs) in production development you know he's a producer he's a director he's he's did a limited series. He just finished that. Um, I think it's going to be on Netflix soon. So yeah, he's a busy man, but he sounds very excited for star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. And Hey, that's something uh, we do love around here. Someone that, well, well, any final thoughts on that story before I move to the second half, uh, Joseph or Jen? No, I just, I I hope that um, I I'm not coming off too strong. My passion is for uh, us analyzing news as exactly what it, what it says, not jumping uh, to conclusions and and any negativity isn't about the creator, Sean Levy or, or people excited about the possibility of him doing a a Star Wars movie. No, I I think you're absolutely right. This is like thinking polls win elections. All right. You got to look at the actual (laughs) truth and end result is here. Uh, So no, I'm with you on that. I think it's important and no, I don't think, Coming off of cynical or, 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 or grumpy, uh, I think I am. Uh, but also, <laughs> uh, it's just important because then you actually do get the stuff. Look, and so a lot, there's a lot of truth. I'll say this to hey, uh, a lot of films have been officially announced on StarWars.com. Anthony and Andy announced it, or Kristen Baver recently, and and they didn't happen, and that does create confusion. And it, 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 that's always going to be the case. I, I really don't. Um, 
hold anyone uh, you know to the flame over that, Kathleen Kennedy or lower at, at Disney Lucasfilm. If you got something official and paperwork signed, uh, do it. Uh, you, you know, and then if things still don't work, that's that's the case. Uh, that's going to be the case. Uh, and one of the official stories that was kind of out there, actually, take it back. I that, that might not be fact. I can't remember how official it was. <laughs> and that's part of the problem. But in February 2020 came the uh, announcement that uh, this was by the Hollywood Reporter again, uh, legit. Uh, entertainment reporting going on there that J.D. Dillard and Matt Owens attached as writer, but J.D. Dillard was going to uh, develop and uh, direct a Star Wars movie. And I remember at the time it was like, well, is this going to be on the streamer? Is this on Disney Plus or is this in theaters? That wasn't known. And Dillard, he appeared in The Rise of Skywalker as a stormtrooper. He worked on The Force Awakens for Bad Robot. Uh, a Star Wars fan talked about how the TIE Fighter video game got him into Star Wars, which I understand. <laughs> a great game in the mid-90s there. Uh, and that's kind of had, uh, that's the last we kind of had heard of it. The, uh, Dillard's project had faded from the new spotlight and, and even the fandom discussions. So this week, uh, it, news got out and Dillard confirmed it that uh, he, him himself saying, my Star Wars movie is unfortunately no longer a thing. It was not for lack of trying. So there is a reality too, where he was in talks. He was beyond talks, probably developing, uh, probably working on something and it didn't come to pass. So we'll start with just that story itself that J.D. Dillard not currently, who knows in the future, not currently uh, mm-hmm. doing a Star Wars project. Jen, your thoughts on that? You know, I, I wasn't too familiar with his work, but I do know that he has directed a few sci-fi horror projects, which could have been really interesting mm-hmm. to see his take bringing that hopefully to Star Wars. That would be something fun and, and new. Um, you know, one of the things that we've talked about is like working in the Star Wars space is really challenging uh, you can be a phenomenal director but look at like patty jenkins you know it just it did well at least we don't know but for right now it just didn't happen whether it's schedule whether it's differing creative visions um timing there's just so much that goes on that by the time that somebody is actually confirmed on a project there has been so much negotiation and discussion and treatments and all this stuff that's going on behind the scenes um so and it's kind of interesting because with Star Wars, it's like or Lucasfilm rather, like everything is so public. This happens all the time in the entertainment industry where, mm-hmm. pro, you know, people get attached to projects and then, you know, five years later, a new director or a project doesn't get made for 20 years or something. Right. It gets shelved. Mm-hmm. Very, very common. It's just so like it becomes news on YouTube or wherever on blogs. Oh, this person's no longer attached. And then you have the awkwardness of these directors and writers having to say, yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> I really wanted it too. So it's just kind of a, a funny, a funny uh, thing with Star Wars that we're dealing with here. I think it's a great point. You say that it's very public as it, as it should be, right? This is entertainment. This is a, there's a business behind talking about it. I get it, but it's a, yeah, like I'm in talks with myself to maybe start a Bigfoot podcast. <laughs> Probably not going to happen. Talks with myself over it there. Uh, no one knows about it until now. I just revealed it. Yeah. And as far as losing him, yeah. One of those, uh, I think I even said before, like he's a, a creator I'm not super familiar with, but Star Wars would be my path into uh, his skills. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of because of, my fandom, my level of, of fandom for Star Wars, what we do here in the podcast, that's 
often all I have time for. If you come into Star Wars, I will know you. <laughs> you Nowadays, unless I already knew you, I might not have the time to discover you. And I, I, I loved uh, his appearance of Rise of Skywalker. He and George Harrison's son, Danny, are the stormtroopers of that scene. And I just mm. absolutely love that moment. Uh, George Harrison is my Beatles. So Danny uh, being there was uh, is, is amazing. Uh, so I was excited to see someone like him, uh, bring his perspective, uh, uh, some needed diversity to the director ranks, all those kind of positive things. Uh, so it's just like, it's a bummer. Also just a kind of a bummer when someone's like, man, I was looking forward to this and no, I can't, mm. that sucks. We all experience that, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, so, um, that's there, but yeah, again, go to the story, Joseph, uh, and your thoughts on, on Diller's creator as well. It, it, it's kind of, uh, it's the thing. It, it, and now it's like another movie lost, but really I don't, think it was it just didn't happen mm. no no it, it it's like yeah we're seeing behind the scenes that we normally wouldn't you know mm-hmm. uh there are yeah a million projects that were in development uh that uh, did not get reported on and did not appear on your television or your movie screen and <laughs> never will uh you know if if you uh, just pause and listen quietly in Hollywood. You can hear echoing through the hills the sound of a thousand projects dying every minute that Seriously. were as far along as this, mm-hmm. you know. Um, uh, yeah. Producer is a really flexible term in Hollywood. Uh, perhaps <laughs> even the most the more, most flexible term is uh, developing or in development. That can mean Amazon already bought it and Jeff Bezos is giving you notes. It could mean that <laughs> level of commitment. Or it could mean you and your agent are going back and forth on the script and who you should try to sell it to. And both things are called development at different stages. So development is a really, really slippery term all by itself that I think we should kind of have our our eye out for in these kinds of, of articles, you know, mm. first, um, sorry, you make me laugh. Cause producer is a term used in a lot of bars during pickups. Yeah. I'm a producer. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes that means you've done everything under the sun to make this a reality. And sometimes it means, you know, I've invested some crypto, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> or you're a friend of somebody yeah. and they're like, oh, I want to give or a brother, you know, I'm yeah. going to give my brother the producer credit. He yeah. made yeah. a little bit of money. <laughs> he yeah. let us shoot in our, his garage. He's seriously. A yeah. Yes, I have had that <laughs> experience. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so producer developing. I mean, once the film's made. And, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. yeah so, I mean, I think for, for J.D. Dillard, I didn't I didn't know a lot about him as well. But but looking into the things that he'd made before, I agree with Jennifer. I was like, oh, this is a really interesting perspective. I think. um He's, uh, you know, a little younger, uh, obviously it has a, a different cultural uh, perspective. Um, so I was excited for for all of those things, uh, for the possibility of his film. But I think this is the thing for me is I don't uh, there. There are those articles that sometimes like check down all the Star Wars movies in development. And, and I don't ever think of those are those are slated. They're coming out. You know, I didn't. Yeah. You know, it, it's this is this is a bummer, but it's not shocking to me mm-hmm. in any anyways particularly mm. where we're at with Star Wars, where they've been, you know, for a while now trying to figure out what's next for the cinema side mm-hmm. of Star Wars. Yeah. Look, it's a little important. And, and yeah, I, I don't want to feel like we're given, um, given out uh, free lessons on Hollywood. I think people <laughs> get it now, but it, but it's part of the conversation, right? Where mm-hmm. uh, part of my frustration sometimes lies with, Hey, you might just be a fan and you listen to a lot of these insider podcasts, but that doesn't necessarily mean, the full scope, like uh, this is a weird person, but like I had a project, Bezos himself called Amazon and said, give these people what they want. It's a longer story. I can't uh, give the details. Whoa. It didn't happen. Oh my <laughs> God. It didn't happen. It got held up with lawyers. 
Um, that's how much, you know, these things, uh, the, 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 the razor's edge of your career in life <laughs> falls, falls like a, it's that sharp sometimes. Um, it's frustrating, but, but that's why, uh, you know, I think it's important to dive in because these story these stories popped up almost on the same day mm-hmm. and the uh, Levy one understandably kind of got a lot of headlines. We're ta- again, we're talking about it. Uh, we're absolutely talking about it because there's potentially he's a great creator and it'd be fun having him in Star Wars. We should talk about it. But it's also the same week that two years later, almost three years later, this guy's like, yeah, that mine's not happening. And, <laughs> and I think it was very interesting to have these two stories pop up on, on nearly the same day. And while we're, we're diving into it there. So anyways, I'm, uh, you know, Tweet me, tweet me if I'm being an a hole. I don't know. I just, I just, I'm trying to have some, a realistic look at these stories here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the final, I, final overall question then, before we take a, a break here, you know, what do we hope to happen on the, on the Star Wars film side regarding these clarifications, rumors, leaked stories? There's nothing Disney can do if Levy's tweeting it out, other than someone sends him a, a memo. Hey, stop. Uh, we also want them to get ahead of it. But even when they, you know, Dan and Dave, God bless them. I, I've supported those guys for years, but they kind of pulled a fast one and went out the back door on the Netflix deal. All right. Yes. That was kind of the story. <laughs> it wasn't a, hell. we're not, it was like, where are you guys going? Nothing. Take a lunch break. God. And, and it's like, that, that, yeah, nothing. And I, I heard there was some screaming and shouting, right? That's not, not a fact. Um, so how do we even approach this now? And and, and what can we do? This is maybe why I don't, I'm joking that we're cynical, but maybe uh, talking a little bit more about the actual text, Joseph has actually been important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I want us to talk about the news. It Mm -hmm. it, it is important. I just want us to talk about what the news actually is. Like I, I, I will always remember that uh, great, uh, it was my birthday when the, hey, uh, I forget the, the director's name, Daldry. Uh, oh, Stephen Daldry, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was confirmed to, he, he was signing on to direct the Obi-Wan Kenobi movie. And that's thrilling news all by itself. But it immediately became the Obi-Wan Kenobi movie is happening. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, and of course, here, here we see where we are years later. That was true news that he had signed on to make the film. That is all the news was. You know, it it doesn't mean X, Y, and Z is for sure going to happen. And, and I always think about that one of like, yep, that was true that he signed on for a director, but mm. not anything else in that, not any of the assumptions that followed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think for me, I just, I just want to have fun talking about stories and really digging into what is actually being said. Cause that's interesting too. The fact that, that Stephen uh, Levy really, really wants to do a Star Wars movie is interesting mm. news. I think for myself with what what I hope to happen is that that team Lindelof for for lack of a better term that that writers room and, yeah, the, and the co-writer yeah. and the director all that stuff that has been discussed is possibly happening I really hope that's all true I hope that gets announced you know by Star Wars celebration at the latest cuz I think kind of mm. the next big movie that is that is looking like it's happening officially announced by Lucasfilm right mm. um Mm-hmm. I think that will help put in perspective the fact that there's a lot of these these movies like uh, J.D. Dillard's that are like possibilities that are in talks that are going to sort of winnow down once the new direction for mm-hmm. uh, Star Wars in movie theaters gets sort of announced, you know, and, and I want to I want Lucasfilm to to hopefully not make any announcements until it's rock solid. You know, mm-hmm. who knows if Patty Jenkins Rogue Squadron is is on the back burner or the 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 pilot light has gone out of that oven entirely, you know, uh, <laughs> but 
I, I, I love Star Wars with all my heart. I think Kathleen Kennedy has done an amazing job. It's, it's not great to keep announcing things that, that yeah. don't happen. Mm. Yeah, it's not that it's been handled. I don't want anyone to think I think it's been handled perfectly over there. I, I don't think it has. I think some things are out of their control. Uh, I think some yep. things legally you can't say, like, you know, uh, you know, if you're Gareth Edwards and take a deal to say you're director, that's one thing. And if you're signing, you know, whatever you uh, that allows you not to say what happened on Solo, there's, there's nothing you can do about it. We can we're going to talk about it. We're going to speculate. I'm going to speculate. You know, you hear rumors, but none of that's fact. As I always say, we're not in the meetings. Uh, but I wouldn't mind. I don't want to tell. I don't want a Kathleen Kennedy YouTube stream town hall. <laughs> I don't think she, she doesn't owe us anything. But uh, you know, it, it wouldn't hurt just as a fan. And maybe I'm asking too much as a fan. That, hey, just just get out in front of it, or maybe talk honestly. And sometimes it does come out. You mentioned like the Kenobi stuff. We do get years later. Oh yeah, no, that was going to happen, and it didn't. And again, I don't expect them to talk about it. I don't think they should talk about it. All the details, but eventually. Hey, here's what's going on. Or here we tried here. I thought I thought Iger at times, though Uncle Bob was was honest when he could be or wanted mm. to be about. I I pushed for the release date. That was on me. Uh, he's not perfect, but at least he he he, he did that. Um, so uh, yeah, maybe that's my only thought too. Is uh, uh, I think they're aware. I think the social media on Star Wars, which is an entirely different department, has been more engaged and helps them be more out in front or just helps them feel present. So maybe. Um, Maybe that's needed on that side, too. But because then you get the stories of, well, Disney's told Kathleen not to announce things. I, sure, I'm sure. But I'm sure it wasn't a, you know, mandate or it was probably just over lunch. Like, let's wait a second. I don't you know. Like, just, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's also the nature of the business. And all I, all eyes are on Star Wars, as it should be. It's a big brand there. Uh, so, Jen, what's what's the final answer? What do we do? Solve this for us. Oh, my gosh. You know, it just reminds me when I first started in Los Angeles. And I really would believe people when they say, oh, I'm going to introduce you to my agent. You know, I have a project that you'd be great for. Right. <laughs> you really believe them. And then you begin to realize oh, five years later, it, you know, it, those things don't come to fruition. It's just the way that Hollywood is. They wheel and deal and everyone's going to help everyone out. And I got something for you and we're going to do this. And this is developing. It's just the nature of the business. And I think it's just much more public, like I said, for Star Wars, but it's going to continue happening. And there are some things that they'll be able to control and some things that they won't they won't be able to like obviously this thing with Sean uh, Levy um and I don't I don't know what they do I think that they've they've really pivoted and they've done a great job with the social department of getting ahead yeah. of these things or announcing mm -hmm. things I love the point about Bob Iger because I do think he was really very honest at times when he could be mm -hmm. um I don't know I don't know what the answer is uh but I think everyone's kind of becoming more savvy I think at this point yeah. I feel like we're all just kind of playing ball we're all just kind of yeah. having fun with it we know <laughs> you know it's not gonna happen but let's just hash yeah. it out right now and talk about it. So, yeah, I think you know, and, and you reminded me of the, the when I'm trying to in, in, in Star Wars and just being around the, the movie discussion world now for it's been about 10 years for me. Wow. Uh, the, the, the Rogue One reshoots was one of the big first like mm. everyone discussed it like they knew what that actually meant. And some, people right. did. some people did. And and, and right. even at the time, I, I was like, oh, why are we OK? You know, it, it's it, and and. That term just became a punchline, right? Be, the Rogue One reshoots. My friends over at the Wangers, Amateur Film, Christian and Cody Albra, they still make jokes about, ah, oh, you know, Rogue One's being reshoot, uh, going through reshoots. Like, it's still a fun thing. <laughs> that was the first time I was just like, whoa, 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 whoa. We, do we all understand what this means and, and why are we breaking it down? And should we be breaking it down? Uh, but when you're covering Star Wars, yes, you're gonna. So, 
all exciting. I do want this though. I do want a four center presents the three of our uh, closest calls in Hollywood. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. All of us run down our list of almost life changing things. Uh, it's part of the fun here. All right. Any final, <laughs> any, part of, any final thoughts here, Joseph, uh, before we move on? No, I like the way Jennifer said it. Like sometimes people mm-hmm. want a what if uh, Star Wars show and like we have one in real life. These announcements are what if that might happen. Let's talk about it. <laughs> uh, great point, Jen. All right. We're going to take a quick break. On the other side, we are not going to have news. We're going to do a little review. Grogu and the Dust Bunnies plus a look back on Star Wars history. And it's a big one, especially for Jennifer, I think. All right. Before we do that, we're going to have a four center recommends an audiobook. I think uh, we think you should try out on us. Joseph, uh, dealer's choice again, but, uh, you know, I've made some progress on our uh, choice of the week. Yeah, why not? We'll keep it. It's Padawan by Kirsten White, the young Obi-Wan adventure that Ken has started reading. Uh, This is my level of commitment. I have taken the dust cover off and it's sitting next to my bed. I'm going to dive in. We're going to be talking about it for sure in the next couple of weeks. I am 60 pages in and enjoying it. Uh, but then this weekend, I wasn't able to pick it back up there. So download your free audiobook today, Padawan or any other book, by going to audibletrial.com slash center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash center for your free audiobook. All right, quick break. On the other side, we've got some Grogu. Stick around to Force Center. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back to Force Center. We're taking a look at uh, Star Wars news. That's what we normally do. But we're putting the news aside right now because, wow, after a social media tease the days prior from Star Wars and Studio Ghibli, which I, man, I've been saying Ghibli. Is that right? Does anyone know? I should have looked that up. Uh, I looked it up and it is, uh, it is complicated. Okay. Uh, oh. Apparently, uh, you know, the, the, one of the, the great masters of the studio says Ghibli, Ghibli. Uh, but a lot of uh, people say Ghibli. So okay. we're trying. It's one of those things I, I I see and I've said it to myself. It's like a Star Wars name itself. You've said it to yourself and then someone says, and you're like, oh, I wasn't even close. But we'll, we'll <laughs> right. see uh, Ghibli or Ghibli. Uh, they uh, eventually, uh, so what happened? They did a great social media tease and then they released a two and a half minute hand-drawn short film by the studio and director and animated, uh, animator Katsuya Kondo called Zen, Grogu, and the Dust Bunnies. Released on Disney+. Plus which is exciting. We're going to talk about just, hey, having those things around there. But this is our mini review. So we'll start, Jen. Uh, what do you think about hearing the news? Like, hey, fun, one-off, curious oddity, canon answers to important questions. How did you approach it and watch it? I was so excited. I squealed when I saw it on Instagram. I immediately told my seven-year-old. She squealed as well. We both love uh, my my neighbor, Totoro. And uh, so that was just so ex- – and obviously Grogu is a big hit in our household. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so exciting, and I, I didn't know what it was going to be like. I knew it obviously would be short. I was hoping it would be a tom-pom kind of was um and this partnership they both bring a special kind of magic and Mm. it's kind of the perfect character to do it grogu so i was just thrilled and it just it came out of nowhere which you know what i'm happy right (laughs) we didn't hear about the at least i didn't hear about this partnership or oh they're gonna do this and that no it just surprise we're gonna have this for you all for all you fans yeah That'd be great if they did a movie like that. Surprise, Ryan Johnson's trailer tomorrow. Exactly. No, that possible. Um, that's great. Great way to take it in. Uh, Joseph, uh, were you uh, in that uh, ballpark as well? Or were you like, finally, we know what happened to Grogu before he met Mando? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I had an interesting journey. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of, of Studio Ghibli or Ghibli, uh, regardless of how uh, you pronounce it. I'm, I'm a fan, really like my neighbor Totoro, uh, seen Spirited Away a couple of times. I feel like a lot of their uh, films have uh, in common with Star Wars this sense that uh, of younger people discovering that there's a larger world, you know, mm. very Obi-Wan talking to Luke, you know, taking your first step into a into a larger world. And, and there's a, a world of of fantasy and mm. it's there's more beauty to be found there. But there's also frightening things uh, to be faced and to be dealt with. And there's a stronger connection to nature. So there's like a lot of great things that are, you know, really in sync with Star Wars. Um I missed the Grogu hints over the weekend. So I just, I was real busy. So I just saw the announcement of like just the two, the logos of the studios together. Right. Yeah. 
And I was like, oh, great. This is great. There's going to be a feature length film, (laughs) (laughs) you know, in in the general, you know, mold of the the Star Wars Visions, uh, you know, partnership. I just thought there was going to be a full like, yep, like that. You know, don't worry about if it's canon or not. Just go make a great 90 minute, two hour film. (laughs) And then then I realized, oh, it's a Grogu short. (laughs) (laughs) when it dropped and i was thrilled that they actually did do something for november 12th uh because i am an actual disney plus day purist uh i was uh, annoyed when they moved disney plus for whatever marketing reasons i'd rather have the actual celebration of you know the the launch of disney plus and the launch of mandalorian and that actual history that we all lived through so i was happy that they they noted it with this uh fun short it's oh, a great way to look at it. And I, I will admit to being, maybe it's because I was feeling a little bit more of the grumpy energy last week. I am uh, aware of Studio uh, Ghibli, but I'm not a, I didn't take in any stuff before. That's just, uh, again, I don't watch a lot of things. So that's on me, not them. I, and I just, I, I remember I saw the tweet. I was like, ah, whatever. I don't know. I just was in that spot. <laughs> I got to be honest. I was just in, like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't. Um, uh, you know, I got things going on. And uh, I will, this is again uh, to the Force Center listeners who support us. Uh, we, we enjoy all of our listeners, but those who make the commitment to uh, Patreon, we really appreciate because they get into our Discord and we get to know them. And there were some wonderful folks who just were like excited about this. They had energy that was so positive. And then they were kind of almost fun in a very fun way, challenging us to review it. We want the why of the dust bunnies. We want better <laughs> to take a look. So I was like, you know what? I was sitting on my couch yesterday trying to pull Star Wars news. And, and, and again, like I, I, I think Tony Gilroy has been so insightful in his interviews, but I'm like, I just, I'm just watching the show, Tony, like talk about it afterwards. I don't want another interview. <laughs> That's not news to me. And I was like, getting in that grumpy spot. And I was like, you know what? This thing. The Force Center, it's it, it, it connected with some of our Force Center listeners. I want to, I want to take a dive in. So that's how I found it. I knew it existed. I did, if not for the Force Center Discord, I might not have even watched it. I really might have been like, I don't know. Jen will tell me. I don't care. Like I it just <laughs> was a sad spot this weekend, uh, but I did, and I loved it. So uh, our Force Center uh, friends at Discord, like I said, have been dying to know our Force Center thoughts on the why of the short. So we're gonna have some fun here, and what of our uh, we're gonna look at our personal interpretations of the film. It's art. It can go a lot of places. It's like a dance, Joseph. It can be <laughs> taken how you want it. So uh, Joseph, I will start with you. Let's get your thoughts on uh, Grogu and the Dust Bunny. Yeah, so first I just watched it and uh, let it wash over me, and it was very uh, a pleasant washing over. <laughs> it was a uh, it was peaceful and lovely. Mm-hmm. And then you know you start looking for the context clues. If you're like, well, let me dive in, and uh, you know one great context clue is the title, <laughs> yes. uh, Zen, uh, and mm-hmm. you know the the I the Zen is obviously an extremely complicated thing uh, mm-hmm. that gets. Uh, belief systems and all that but it, you know meditation is at the heart of it and you know finding wisdom in in, in balance and all those things um, so I, I thought that for me it really was about this question of Grogu trying to find balance um, mm-hmm. I I it is not canon in my opinion no. but no. I was really intrigued by like oh is, is this is this Grogu after training with Luke because my take on it was we see at the beginning Grogu in sort of solitary meditation mm. looks very peaceful we see the the leaves uh swirling through mm. and Grogu swirls with the leaves he's in this sort of harmony and balance with nature itself 
And then the the dust bunnies bounce along. They're just curious, but they disrupt Grogu, right? Yeah. And yeah. and Grogu runs from this disruption of his his balance on screen. He's been in the center, and now he's literally going off center as he mm-hmm. is chased away from his balance by these these dust bunnies. They've ruined this great peace he's found through meditation. Uh, but then they they offer him the flower. Mm-hmm. And he sees they are a part of nature too, not something to be avoided or to run away from. You know, they bow and to one another, there's this respect. And Grogu steps back into the sensor, center and he's literally physically balanced by the dust bunnies on all sides. And then we have the Enso symbol uh, fly over them. Uh, the the Enso is, is uh, you know, a... a symbol uh, that uh, the the open version of it mm. represents uh, that things are imperfect and that's okay and to stop striving for perfection mm. and allow the universe to be as it is which is exactly what we just saw Grogu do of like he's starting with his uh, this uh, idea that uh, I'm in this perfect peaceful meditation that is solo and contained and then something disrupts it and he resists it but then he realizes that that's not an imperfection. This is another part of nature, another part of harmony. And isn't it nice to now just be floating here with these little dust bunnies who just wanted to meet me and say hello. (laughs) (laughs) So to me, it is just a great little, little message about it is great to find balance. It is great to be one with nature, but also you can't get too rigid in that because there are multiple ways to define that. Hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, absolutely with you on that. I, I love breaking this down. It was a fun challenge. Uh, you're right. I think it ends with this big lesson, the flower itself, nature, connection, beauty, community. I uh, This is my interpretation. I, I saw the dust bunnies as the force, perhaps midi-chlorians. All right? I'll just say <laughs> Perhaps midi-chlorians. Uh, their energy that surrounds us and binds us. And you're right. It starts with this. Uh, I love uh, your... your, your, your um, Insight on the, you know, him either to the left or the right and, and, and finding balance, I think, is tremendously important. Contemplative is the way I, I took it. When he, you know, the this, this Zen state, he is, he's alone. But there was definitely a moment when he seems to awaken. And it definitely mm-hmm. a Grogu mm-hmm. searching. And I do think I do think it ties to a lot that we saw in the book of Boba Fett. A lot of uh, where he might be going. Again, this is not, this is not, they weren't like, they're not, Favreau didn't call up the studio and go, hey, I'm going <laughs> to, could you, could you tease up as a season three with this? Uh, but I think if you're watching season one and two of Mando and you're watching Book of Boba Fett and you're a fan of Grogu, I think he does represent this. He does. This is part of his journey and what's going on. So I love seeing him. Plus, he's just so darn cute. And I love the design choice, uh, kind of uh, almost an alternate version of Grogu from some of the other designs. The big chihuahua ears flying out. I absolutely love that. So I'm with you on that, Joseph. It, it really was this journey. And when you're open to something, that flower was great. Uh, him literally running away or doing the little Grogu shuffle, uh, a little bit more of his feet moving there, really connected. Uh, and it was beautiful. And, it, and, and, and Jen, you talk about tone poems, something we, lo- we love that description around here, around these parts of Force Center. That ties to a lot of what Fabru puts out there because it just allows, it, it presents something to you and allows you to connect with what you want. And uh, I think this is something that uh, it just, it's, it, Grogu is a perfect, conduit to these type of thoughts of uh, Mm -hmm. this very powerful uh, creature of which we all are if you can slow down and connect with it but often we run away from it those dust bunnies those midichlorian dust bunnies there (laughs) remind you and uh, and they don't they don't necessarily force anything right they're around their eyes are open uh, and they're looking and they finally when the time is right they present that flower so love it love it Jen 
I want not only your your description of it, your interpretation, but I I do want your kids' interpretations of it too. <laughs> they they just in, they just enjoyed it. They wanted more. Uh, and I was like, well, there is no more. Sorry. <laughs> we can watch it again. Um, <laughs> yeah. Embrace imperfection. There is no more. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, for me, I actually found it to be very moving because it reminded me of not only, you know, obviously what the Jedi must do, quiet your mind, but really a metaphor for what you're supposed to do in meditation and how mm. one of the challenges is, is like you're trying to meditate and those thoughts are, are racing around your head. You can't quiet them down. And I have this meditation app that's like, think of it like cars on the road, right? Mm. You don't want to try and stop the cars. You don't want to try and stop the dust bunnies. You have to acknowledge that the, that your thoughts are there. The distractions are going to be there and just kind of like let them let them do their thing around you. And once you kind of make peace with that, then you're kind of able to get into a better meditation space um and i just i was like oh that's a great reminder i need to do my mm. meditation app again <laughs> thanks grogu um because in the end he does find peace with it and he finds peace within himself but i love that interpretation too that it is like a continuation of him with his uh after his training with luke i like that maybe yeah i mean it, i don't normally obsess on canon but i feel like you know season one season two of mandalorian grogu uh would have probably you know force pushed or tried to eat the dust bunnies right <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and the grogu that that saw the the pain in the rancor's heart and helped him take a nap mm -hmm. it, that yeah. seems like the grogu that we're seeing <laughs> in this short of like oh Oh, this is conflict and maybe I should run away from it. Or, oh, this doesn't have to be conflict. Nice. Mm. That's oh, why dude. everyone should watch the Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is basically a commercial for the Book of Boba Fett. That's yes. what it is. This explains to you why they have those two episodes about the Mandalorian and Grogu in the middle of the Boba Fett show. <laughs> yeah. But now now I, I've, I've got to have the uh, Grogu just chomping on a dust bunny. <laughs> <laughs> that somebody's got to draw that somebody's the dark prequel that. to this <laughs> yeah uh jed i, I this is uh, specific for you because of uh, some of your wonderful skills and some of the articles you've written on starwars.com uh but can we make plush dust bunnies for our home grogu's how is that possible can you or kelly knox exactly. i was just gonna say yeah. yes i'm sure kelly is coming up with something a grogu dust bunny craft right now for starwars.com um i immediately thought of you know you can make little pom-poms um and mm -hmm. you just get some yarn get some black yarn make make little uh soot sprites dust bunnies and then just attach some googly eyes and maybe for like because they have little <laughs> legs too so you just use some pipe cleaners um, and there you go. Just stack them on top of each other. How cute would that be? Oh my gosh. Uh, or and when your parents are meditating, throw them. <laughs> <laughs> you could actually make a, a garland. And then mm. somebody could make, if you could find a little uh, felt Grogu, you know, put him in the center. How cute would that be? Uh, possibilities. Uh, love it. Absolutely love it. See, I knew you'd deliver. <laughs> I, I, we've got to see the starwars.com article or a TikTok video. And then when you're done making it, your kids can have the dust bunnies. Ah, I like it. Yeah. Love it. Well, that is our thoughts on Grogu, uh, Zen and uh, Grogu and the dust bunnies. You guys out there, what are your interpretations? In Discord, I better see some answers. You called for it. I, I feel as though we answered. So now it's your turn to interpret the art as you see fit. How does it connect with your life? And uh, one, you know, final bonus thing, like, I think I know the answer for both of you, but I, I did love that despite, you know, it was a social media tease that I was a little grumpy about. That's on me. Uh, but that this just showed up. I, I've always said this is what Disney Plus should be as well as the Andors and the big streaming services. But 
there's a lot of little things where if you just want to float around in the Star Wars galaxy, you go to that section of Disney+. Plus. Sounds like I'm advertising for them. We're not. Um, but as Star Wars fans, it's it's a, it's fun. And this is the kind of thing is great. And if you want a little uh, a meditative uh, you know, uh, inspiration, you got this. You got the flyovers, all the stuff that they do there. Mm. So, uh, Joseph, I think you're with me, right? More of this. More of this. Yeah, no, I think I think this is a great way to maintain a a sense of uh, play and artistic exploration, and I yeah, I love the the soundscapes and the flyovers. I've put those on to meditate sometimes with yeah. Star Wars and just uh, listen to the the various noises of Star Wars. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. so love this. Uh, one final thing I loved about this, uh, mm-hmm. there, I, I loved how just the parchment background and the simplicity and the elegance yeah. of the art. But there's a, the moment where Grogu uh, gets knocked over by the dust bunnies. Yeah. And uh, he's got what uh, what people call often in physical comedy wacky leg of like when you fall down, there's yeah. one leg to catch you and the other one goes in the air and that's the wacky leg. Yeah. Uh, Grogu totally has wacky leg with his yeah. little claws. It's one, the one leg sticks up yeah. and I love it. Look, oh, look for wacky leg. Uh, look for it. wacky leg. I'm scrolling through right now. You got the humor with the Lego stuff. You got the biomes, the fly throughs, the walkthroughs. Give it all to me, Jed. I, I imagine you you have the same feeling for it too. But as a parent too, this there's there's hey you want you want your kids to sit in Star Wars. This is this is where to go. Oops, sorry guys. I <laughs> my dog barking in the background, so I had to quiet myself. Um, uh, Mala wanted to get in on the podcast. What I was uh, just about to say was, I really want to see Lucasfilm take do a take on like Spark Shorts, which is what Pixar produces, where mm. you know you can have like these little shorts by different creators that come in, and they have you know limited budget they're animated uh but they tell a really interesting story and you have a lot of diversity in the creators why not do that with star wars that could be so fun and this could kind of fall under that category and then we just uh put it on on play and my kids just watch all of them quite frankly because they're all so short Mm -hmm. love it love it your kids will grow don't oh oh you mean oh got it got it (laughs) okay all right uh beautiful stuff there before we get on out of here we are going to do what we always do uh take a look at star wars history this week in star wars history looking ahead to star wars past and this is big this is a big one we've talked about this before but on september uh, excuse me november 17th 1978 the star wars holiday special aired for the first and only time on CBS. <laughs> so, like I said, we've talked about this before. We've had fun with the characters, and Jennifer did a wonderful deep dive on the Jedi beat way back when. Search for that, or an episode of Happy Beeps as well. But what is our journey with this infamous and sometimes celebrated curiosity in the Star Wars storage attic? Joseph, uh, start with you on this one. Yeah, no, uh, uh, revealing my age, I watched it that one and only time on CBS, and I have foggy, foggy memories. I remember thinking Boba Fett was cool, the Wookiee trees were cool, and I remember being terrified of stormtroopers uh, taking my stuffed animals <laughs> oh. <laughs> because of that, that beat at the end. And, you know, as a, as a little kid, like, I did not understand this is a bizarre mashup of mm. 70s variety shows in Star Wars. I just right. remembered it like it was dead serious. Mm. Um, and then I didn't see it again until I think it was about 1999 or 2000. Uh, a friend had a pirated videotape, an actual cassette. Wow. Um, and it gave it to me on the condition that I didn't watch it alone. 
<laughs> and I was like, sure, okay. Uh, and and uh, and I totally defied that, and I watched it all by myself, and I was just shocked. I, you know, I didn't. It was entirely different than I remembered it, and I had all these all this context now for like, wait, what? B. Arthur is singing. What the? Yeah. So that was a that was my general journey with it. I've watched it a couple times since, and uh, it, it was not planned this way. It just happened. Uh, Life Day, the this anniversary, November seventeenth, is my wedding anniversary. So we celebrate Life Day on our anniversary every day. I love it. Love that there. Yeah, I I, I did not watch it back. Then. I, w- I would have been about two, so probably probably watching some Mandrell Sisters or Sonny and Cher, not really knowing <laughs> uh, what was going on there with that variety time. Oh, it was a wild time, but. What I love, uh, what my journey with this, I think it's probably shared. It, it again, pre-internet, I, I get how information wasn't uh, passed around as easy. Uh, man, I thought I didn't think this was real. This was something you heard about. Someone heard about it from someone else, and you had no proof of it, right? I it, now <laughs> I have a copy of it. Uh, my friend Billy gifted me a, a broadcast DVD of it that I have on my shelf. Um, one day I'll, I'll, I'll pop in and, and watch and and, and just guffaw but um man like uh it wasn't real to me then until it started to become real (laughs) then you started Mm. seeing clips uh i've mentioned this before but there was this website i think still going called wrestle crap which is just uh, about the the funny stupid really stupid silly side of of pro wrestling and they induct things and for whatever reason every year around christmas they inducted re-inducted the holiday special into it but it was a fun (laughs) they were certainly making fun but it was a really just celebration of how we, can you believe this? This is the weirdest thing ever. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's been fun to see. Um, and I think over time, as a lot of things with Star Wars, I might, might at one point been, this was a punchline and, oh, can you believe that it? it's horrible, it's horrible, it's horrible. But as Akmena shows up in, you know, canon or canon adjacent mm-hmm. things, I got happy. Oh, she's the night bartender. I get it. Uh, uh, Life Day itself becomes a thing. Uh, you know, that one opportunity I got to to moderate a panel with, with Carrie Fisher, she sang every lyric to the song. Oh um, <laughs> it out, And she had a, a great voice from beginning uh, to the, the uh, you know, bittersweet, tragic end uh, of, of her life. But to look back and celebrate uh, her, she still had it in her soul. She still spelt it out that song. And she knew <laughs> that it was silly, kind of stupid. Can't believe I did it. But hey, you also enjoy it and love it. So let me sing it. So uh, I think over time, uh, you know, uh, Lumpy celebrating when, when uh, Lumpy Waru shows up. At, uh, Wendig brought him into, uh, I think, Aftermath. I, I don't know, maybe others did before him, not to give him uh, too much credit if he didn't do it, but I think he did. Um, uh, Mala, all those kind of things. And I got to say, the reason I'm closing this section out with Jen, her kind of celebration of it. Jen, you're looking at it with a different eye. Change my tune on it, too, where it was this dumb thing to now... Yeah, it's kind of, it's weird and wild, but uh, there's parts of Star Wars that could be found in there and celebrated. Oh, I talk about this special too much because (laughs) I just love it. I love how weird it is. I love that it captures a moment in TV history when that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. would fly. Um, I love that it captures a time in Star Wars where they were like, yes, let's do this. And the previous year they had the Donnie and Marie variety Star Wars special, which was even weirder. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It just, there's so many things and I don't even love it ironically like I genuinely like it's an art piece for me it's like Mm -hmm. a wild and weird art piece and the fact that they have the Wookiees 
with, you know, no subtitles speaking in their language. Uh, you have some of the great, you know, comedic actors, yeah. <laughs> Chef Gourmanda, Harvey, you know, Harvey Corman, obviously B. Arthur. What is there not to love? I'm always really shocked when people can't find like any humor in it at all. They're mm. just like, it is one of the worst piece, pieces of Star Wars things. And I'm like, what? There's so many fun things in it. Um, anyways, I could go on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm with you, Jennifer. I I think it's it yeah, it's fascinating as a moment in history. But there's also like if you just accept it is what it is. A lot of the scenes are actually like really interesting and fun and heartfelt. And yes. you know, there's stuff about uh, relationships and the 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 sort of weird bittersweet. You know, y- you gotta go. Uh, bar time closing is like if you sink into that a little deeper and pour Crowman with his heart on his sleeve and his <laughs> you know drink hole in his head, pour yeah. drink directly on his brain, like. Yeah. Uh, there's some stuff to dive into here. Yeah, well, Anakmeta's song is closing time before Semisonic released it. It is, <laughs> it is the same thing. Yeah, and you know, of course, the, the Boba Fett uh, animated sequence, which you can watch yeah. on mm-hmm. Disney Plus, which is, I, again, I suggest people watch that and you will see, oh, this is exactly how they put Mandalorian together. Like, it's the same tone, weirdness. It is a celebration of that. Uh, in a lot of ways, I'm, I'm with you on it too. The uh, all the, I, and I'd be curious to get an updated response from George Lucas. Famously, he wanted to destroy every copy, and I think that might be where a lot of the negative feelings towards it might come from the fandom. You just grow up with, well, not even George hates it. Uh, but you know, hey, George, uh, he's his own kind of grump at times, and is his own kind of uh, view on Star Wars as he should. So I, I almost think now, what would he would he still be like? Oh, it's the worst thing ever. Or hey, they took some chances and did something different. I, I don't know. I don't yeah. Know. I mean, it sheds a spotlight on like Wookiee family life and like these really tender moments between Mala and and Lumpy. And, you know, it's just like it, it's just to me, I'm like, you don't you don't really see that in Star Wars, these tender moments with the Wookiees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yes. You know, and poor and- Mala who looks frazzled in the kitchen. Who can't relate to that? You know, <laughs> uh, you know, and let's, you know, Chewy, you're always out hanging with your friend. You're, you're come on. I mean, right. it's still one of the big unanswered questions for me in Star Wars. Uh, what's going on in that family? Yeah, you know, of course, Itchy. You know, he's mm-hmm. uh, he's got a unique place in Star Wars. <laughs> I'll just say that. Uh, so there you go. November seventeenth, nineteen seventy-eight. Star Wars holiday special showed up. And change the Star Wars landscape forever there. All right. We are almost out of here. Before we do, we're going to let you know where you can find us. We're on Twitter still at Force Center Pod. We're on Instagram and YouTube as well. Uh, we are, uh, I'm going to get up my calendar because I forget what day it is. Uh, the uh, Wednesday, right, Joseph, before Thanksgiving, we're doing a, yes. a live Q&A. Time to, to, to be determined. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun doing a, a Q&A there. So subscribe so you can uh, not miss it uh, over on YouTube set. Uh, f- uh, Facebook page is Force Center Podcast. You can get merch at tpublic.com slash users slash Force Center. Find the podcast, a lot of spots, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. And uh, you can support us directly at patreon.com slash Force Center. As I mentioned, from there, you get into our Discord where you can uh, lift my spirits. That's, it. That's not the only reason. <laughs> Great conversations. Uh, follow me at Cadnapsock or go to cadnapsock.com for more information. I want to shout out, I've been talking about my sports card ASMR channel I launched and a couple of four center friends went over there and I uh, said, Oh great. Now I can relax and fall asleep. So there you go. It's this weird kind of fun side project I'm doing, but you can find it on YouTube sports card ASMR. Uh, Joseph, where can they find you in any weird ASMR side projects you might have? <laughs> I haven't recorded any ASMR yet, but I, I, I don't want to uh, step on your bit, Ken, but you know, if you need, <laughs> if you need to do an ASMR duet, let me know. Cause uh, that, that would be fun. 
Um, yeah, you can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Mastodon, riding out the Twitter storm and seeing what happens next. But I am on Mastodon. And maybe I'll remember to write down uh, the the complex code system you need <laughs> to find me on Mastodon. Uh, you can also go to YouTube and search for Joseph Scrimshaw. Thank you all again to everyone who's watched my short film, Peace Fight, that Ken is in. I'm working on some more films, uh, both to be put immediately on YouTube and to submit to a film festival. So thank you for all your support with that. And uh, keep supporting it on YouTube, please. And thank you. Wonderful stuff there. Uh, Jennifer, take us home. Where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm still there watching all the shenanigans happen at Jennifer Landa. Uh, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel at Jennifer Landa for my weekly and or reactions, reviews, um, TikTok at Jennifer Landa 1138. And I just have to say, Ken, I saw one of the ASMR sports card uh, YouTube videos that you did. It was fantastic. I think I've only seen like one or two ASMR things. It was so relaxing. You should do a meditation app. Uh, you know what? I I applied for the Calm app a while ago. A uh, friend did? was going to be a producer over there and it didn't happen. Uh, no. Oh, you'd be so good. Yeah. Jeff Bezos so good. wanted me to do it, but they said no. Um, <laughs> no, no, I appreciate I appreciate that. I, I sincerely, I, it, it, ASMR is really fun, but I, I've used it to relax uh, and de-stress over the last few years. And uh, it's a fun little weird world. It can be weird at times, I'll admit. But, yes, uh, right. We like crinkles and baseball cards. I got you covered over there. So thanks for that endorsement, Chad. Yes. All right. That's it for this week. So for Grogu and those dust bunnies, which you can definitely make, we'll see you next time here on Force Center. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.